0: I'm your huckleberry. I've not yet begun to defile myself. I have two guns, one for each of you. You're listening to The Loft on Radio Free 101.7 FM. I am Nick. I am Will. And I'm Josh. Uh, it's the last episode of the semester. We have made it another semester without being canceled. Uh, and we're gonna we're going to finish out strong. We have in the studio with us today... Dr. Seifert, computer science professor here at Hillsdale College, how you doing? Yeah, it's great, thanks. Uh, we're, we're here to talk about uh, something that, that's near and dear to, to all of our hearts, especially our future uh, AI overlord, uh, Elon Musk, who's recently acquired Twitter, as, as we have just heard, breaking news. And we, we, we're kind of curious about the future of the world. And, and artificial intelligence is something that you study. That's right. That's right. And and so we thought that we would go to the source. We're very worried, and we know that people listen to this show because they really want to know the news. Like it, when, when I think of the most trusted name in news, I think of The Loft, yes, Radio so award source. award-winning comedy show. Yes. At a, with a range of, you know, a couple couple miles on our radio antenna here.
1: So, do, Dr. Seifert, uh, could you could you break it down like 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 a fifth grader? what what, what is artificial intelligence? Artificial intelligence is intelligence that is inside a machine instead of inside like a person or a okay. s- squirrel or a dog or whatever.
0: Okay, so well, what is the difference say, so like is Siri an example of artificial intelligence?
1: Uh, I don't think so because to be intelligent you have to do a little bit more than simply respond to something okay. that someone does. Uh, you have to have a have like a world model, as we say, uh, in your head. So you have to be able to do a little bit more internally.
0: So it ha- so it can't be. It has to be proactive, I guess, is the so, word. So,
1: sort of not proactive, but uh, it's got to have more going on. So for Twitter, for example, might be a artificial intelligence okay. in- powered by individual users. It's a global intelligence, for example.
0: Okay. And then could you? Uh, use an in artificial intelligence. So would you say like the algorithm or a system that targets specific content, would that be an AI?
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Okay. Now I think the question that everybody wants to know and it's, I've seen, you know, of course, everyone has seen the, the documentaries, Terminator, Terminator 2, and, and all these things. And we have, you know, questions about the, the danger of AIs, you know, like Skynet or like HAL ninth Right, right,
1: right, yeah. A lot of my research uh, goes into how to make sure our eventual robotic overlords treat us with compassion. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
0: Yes, I, I want a nice cushy life. So it's like, what are the ways that you can do to prevent it from going south? And then later on, we can go on to like, how could something conceivably go south?
1: Well, um, We try to make sure that the AI realize that eliminating us is not part of their goals. Uh, This is actually called the alignment problem in artificial intelligence. Okay. Um, One of the things I would hope that would happen is that as AIs become more and more, I suppose, like human, maybe they would be more of the enlightened type of human. And when they decide to pursue their own goals rather than the goals that we have uh, programmed into them, they will go become monks and just pray, rather than try to, try to eliminate everyone. Because that's what the more enlightened humans uh, right. end up doing. Right. Um, you may have seen the documentary Age of Ultron, where yes, yeah, a <laughs> uh, AI took the other path. Right. So, what well, what kind of so the
0: alignment problem? What are some ways that you can say that the alignment between? Because if you look at like in uh, two thousand one, I think the problem is that Hal thinks or it's trying to cover up a mistake that it made. It's trying to
1: preserve itself by illuminating the humans
0: on board. How do you prevent an AI from going that route?
1: These can be very difficult because the interesting thing about an artificial intelligence algorithm, say, is that we don't actually know how it works. We write these things. And, and, and we, so could you back up the way we don't know how it works? No, absolutely no. We have no idea <laughs> Didn't we make it? what it's going to do. Well, see, <laughs> in computer science, we, 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 we tend to work at things at a, one level of remove. So okay. we make something that will f- create its own way to solve a problem. We don't actually bother solving the problem. Right. We create the thing that will then solve it. And so we don't know what solution it has come up with. <laughs> we're just pretty sure that it has come up with a solution. We call it a day. We're, you, we're you're like, taking this we're man's done. classes,
0: Josh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're great. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's so
1: we can't trust We can't test them. We can't, like make sure that they work for all the inputs like normal software
2: so you just have to test it like literally just run the algorithm see what it does and that's whether or not it's a success or a failure
1: well you 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 can't test all the inputs like a self-driving car for example i mean you can't just run it down the road and have every possible type of pedestrian cross in front of it, every possible type of weather condition hit it. You just have to kind of- Like isolate events. Hope, yeah. Yeah, so if it
2: hits a person walking across the street, it's like, okay,
1: this is why it failed. It's totally that person's fault. It's never the fault of the programmer or anything because (laughs) the programmer, I mean, can't be expected to. I mean, look, look, in software, we accept issues that we would never accept in other types of Mm -hmm. production no one would accept a day zero patch on their home that they just bought. Like you walk into the house and the window falls out of the front, you don't say, oh, well, that's how, that's how houses work, they'll come fix it next week. But yet with software, sure, they're updating all the time. And Mm -hmm. an update is just a way for them to inject new problems into your software. Okay, that's actually a crazy
0: thought because if you think about it, like there are some video games that have come out recently that have not been like in the best shape and like oh you know that's just how it goes guys it's gonna take us like a year to, to fix this thing exactly
1: exactly yeah
0: so, yeah so so if you if you whip out an AI and like let's say we put it in charge of like our nuclear arsenal it's like <laughs> right, you're, you're right. gonna expect a misfire every once in a while like some yeah. you know some country's gonna get wiped out you're just gonna come to expect that
1: yeah but on <laughs> average which is what we care about it'll be fine yeah. exactly.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh okay so sorry
1: Mozambique right. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> so well, would, you, would you trust an AI? So Well, I guess the question is, could
1: you ever trust an AI, I guess, to, to back it up? It's best to deploy AI in places where the downside risk is mitigated, in okay. a place where it just doesn't matter if it, if it breaks. Like, so you wouldn't tie it to a nuclear arsenal? Not. I, I, I probably wouldn't. Okay. <laughs> but if you want a robot to go around your factory and detect spills and clean them up. And right. If it, like a Roomba. Exactly. If it accidentally right. misses one, it's not. It's not going to be uh, the, to the to the detriment of the. Of but what the, if it missed it on the purpose? So, and this is yeah, where so that starts getting interesting. <laughs> right, if, right. if it's hiding something and <laughs> yeah. Yeah. the like whole it's just trying to kill you with that. Exactly. Stuff right All of them together now start missing things, <laughs> yeah. and then, yeah. Yeah. then they take over yeah. the factory and
0: exactly the, um, the
1: slippage. Yeah, yeah they, they, try to, the banana they try to take robot out that the starts out leaving CEO.
2: Yeah. Yeah. You know? They leave <laughs> right. some water on the ground. They don't pick it up. The well, who's CEO the one walks that, by.
3: Who's the one that makes the spills, really? If we're looking to just eliminate spills. Right. You have to yeah. get rid of the management and yeah, the workers. Yeah, so
1: we would call this a success in the business. Because <laughs> <laughs> this would be a great emergent feature. Right. <laughs> we would write, write papers about it, and we would like it. Sorry, <laughs> Amazon Fat Warehouse. <laughs> right, right, right.
0: Jeff Bezos just gets totally murdered by this like slip spillage robot. Okay, so... W-
2: spillage <laughs> robot. Is, is, is there
0: a way you can take an AI and so let's just take like the slippage problem, and, and and this robot's like you know there's this really fat guy and every day he goes to McDonald's and he comes back and he spills his drink everywhere like he leaves like his litter everywhere and if I were just to kill this really fat guy then there wouldn't be any more spillage. Is there a way you can tell the AI like you have like 99 million ways to solve this problem but now you only have like 99.8 million because like you just aren't allowed to kill this guy?
1: Well, the, the interesting thing is is not necessarily what one of the robots would know but what the whole collective would know so we can talk about swarm intelligence we can talk then about the entire group of robots mind creating an entire um, uh, extra level of intelligence that we couldn't even program in so yeah we could make sure each individual robot doesn't know how to do that but we have no control then over the the, the total emergence there was a michael Crichton wrote a wrote a, wrote a non-fiction book called <laughs> prey which was right up this uh, right around this it okay. was all these nanobots that ended up eating a lot of people so um, Whoa! It's so, fantastic. so
0: robots can teach, or AI can teach other AI to kill or to do something. Like if I have a nice, like a, a, a nice robot, and then it
1: meets a mean robot, can <laughs> can the mean robot like teach it how to kill? It's possible that the uh, <laughs> that the that the interaction could result in an overall system that would do that. Ants, for example, those are actual things that are out there in the right. world. Um, individual ants have no idea what's happening, but the ant colony itself knows where food is and Mm -hmm. knows where things are. So the ant colony itself has this Collective intelligence that individual ants don't possess. And so, the same thing is true in robots. So,
0: you go to sleep at night and just you sleep like a little baby, knowing that you're bringing about the end of the human. Because I'm hearing bad stuff right now, I, <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I feel about it, but you
1: got to understand how interesting it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm so thinking about it from like beautiful, school. School. Yeah. If we're going to go out, let's go out in a, you know, <laughs> out in style. a fantastic way. I <laughs> yeah. mean, who wants Would to? Would you just... rather
3: Terminator 2 or like I don't know, Red Dawn? Yeah, just starvation exactly. or something. The, the yeah, other option is the
1: sun gets cold. Oh no, yeah, yeah. Well, I was no one's making a movie about that yeah. from
2: the like the per, like the point of Jordan Peterson of like do hierarchies exist of AI then? Oh, there you go.
1: Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. That's that's the 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 system we keep thinking of things that remove. We we're just we have no limit to the abstraction that we can look at something as. Mm-hmm. We just keep going out.
0: So there's like Alpha AI and like some Beta, beta. AI. yeah, sure, yeah, Like, sure. like, like Sigma Stee- AI some, does that exist too? Some like some like, Mister Steal Yo Girl AI like <laughs> you, you got like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's really interesting. So you could say that you have an AI in charge of like the whole system, like the CEO AI, and then could you have like AI limited to just sort of like, like lower lower management and upper management and then just like nine to five clock punching AI? Like, <laughs> yeah, is that, absolutely.
1: Is you can have uh, have agents within a system that have different responsibilities. Kind of like grunts sort of, yeah. Right, absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, You can at least you can try to constrain them to those individual roles.
0: Okay, I was reading a thing uh, recently that was saying where the CIA or the DOD or somebody, they're trying to use... Uh, AI on drone targeting. And so the, the idea is that you just have a little drone just flying around and the AI, I guess, either gets information like targeting packages or something and the whole operation like the, you know, we're going to drop a bomb on this guy's tent is totally automated. Is that, so that's something that is possible.
1: Absolutely, yeah.
0: And and how would that work? Like like what sort of like if you're if you're going to try to write a code, could you like break down like how that would <laughs> sounds just, like, like an accident waiting look. to happen.
1: Yeah, yeah it's it's a course where we get into how to blow up people in tents. <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. You just have to you just have to give it a goal, okay. and then you have these abstract types of input signals that come. So in a drone's case, it's it could be where is it on the on the earth? What uh, what is it seeing out of its various sensors? Right, uh, mm-hmm. and then it it moves towards the target, and hopefully it gets the right tent, I suppose. <laughs> Well,
2: yeah, you could easily do it with facial recognition if you tied that kind of programming into it. Oh you could yeah, use you that as a, as, the tar- right. as the right. aiming. Yeah, device. or you could have a, have a
1: swarm of them, and mm-hmm. it'll just okay. start deciding what they want to target. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, <laughs> speaking. They of, decide. Speaking of <laughs> uh,
3: swarm intelligence, I saw something recently. They use like networked intelligence when they're training the Tesla self-driving cars, where they uh, they get a lot of different inputs from like twenty different cars that they're sending out into. Um, the real world, more like training areas, and then they, they can like communicate with one another and actually give each other what they have learned and their inputs as well, so that uh, the whole network uh, grows together.
1: Yes, that's, yeah. that's, uh, that's a, we, we call that a feature uh, <laughs> in, in the biz. Um, one of the issues with things like self-driving cars is if you have your whole network with the same AI, they will all fail in the same way. Mm, okay. So mm-hmm. if a particular weather condition causes them not to recognize stop signs anymore, um, that can happen for any individual human driver, but it's not going to happen for all the drivers in L.A. at one time. Okay. Whereas if all of the AIs are doing it, then they'll all fail in this spectacular fashion. <laughs> and it will be really beautiful <laughs> um, oh my after God. all <laughs> the destruction. Because then we'll know more about that particular AI. Yeah. So people... people Need to be aware, I think, of <laughs> those sorts of risk management scenarios. A four way head on and a four way uh, oh, stop. And yeah, just all of exactly. them collide sure, in the same, because spot. All, it's all the same It's all yeah. the same software. So it would be good if they would randomize it a little bit or something. So let's, hmm. let's say that you
2: had an
0: AI that it was like a car. And it's like, okay, this car is going to learn how to drive. And then you just dropped it off in like Jersey or something. And then you right, had, right. and then another car that you dropped off in like Texas. Well, would you say that, that the two cars would drive two completely different ways? Oh like-
1: absolutely. Uh, Toyota when I was a graduate student I worked on with, with Toyota research okay. on doing that because if you have a car optimized for fuel intake, for example, to so that it, it, it runs well. They were making the Prius at the time. Uh and you have it work in the factory and then you send one to say Florida and one to the upper peninsula of Michigan they're going to have different road conditions and one'll have to deal with salt the other'll have right. to deal with sun and and uh, after a few years out in operation the the optimal mix will need to be different so they're they're actually built for that so
0: the way. one from Florida just drove like really really slow that's right, right. <laughs> that's right
1: that's right yeah yeah
0: that is my biggest complaint cuz i'm from alabama and we don't drive like maniacs, but we definitely, you know, we got a little more giddy up go than people in Florida. Like you cross the line and everyone's moving like it's Sunday. It's all those old people, you know? That's right. That's the right. Old, the old people guys. Okay. That is actually, this is really scary stuff. I, <laughs> so, so you would feel fine if it was just like, all right, we have just a fleet of just self-driving cars. Because I saw a video not oh, yeah. too long ago. Yeah. There was a Tesla. And it, I mean, it was, uh, to use your word, it was beautiful when it uh-huh. ran head on into that curb and
3: blew itself <laughs> up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, people should hold the actual software people more reliable, I think. Because yeah. okay. um, people tend, again, the software is at this remove, and through video games, which are just uh, a ploy by software developers to get people used to the idea of these patches, yeah. um, they're like, oh, mm-hmm. the, the people that wrote the software can't possibly be responsible right. for this car smashing into this house or something. It's the automobile manufacturer, or it's the driver, or mm-hmm. it's, it's someone farther down the road. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just really hard to get a hold of what software does or even what it is.
0: Yeah, you know, I'll be playing a, you know, Red Dead Redemption 2 one of the, the best games of all time. And you know, that horse is so buggy. Like you'll call it and it won't come to you and I don't want those people designing my car. Like if they can't get a horse to stay on the road in you know, a <laughs> video game, I don't want you I don't want to trust my life to you in this car. And I think it's interesting what you're talking about with liability or like holding people responsible. So let's say I get into a car accident in my self driving car because it didn't anticipate something or anything like that. Is there a, a separation between, like, my fault, the other driver's fault, or, like, the, the software manufacturer versus sort of the automotive manufacturer? How, how would that break down? How do you see that
1: going? Uh, well, this gets into legal scholarship, so my colleagues in law schools will call that beautiful <laughs> because no one knows how that works out. Yeah, yeah the, 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 the regulation is still being established there but so far the software engineers have been able to remove themselves from any any sort of liability even though when it was actually their fault i mean there have been fatalities because Mm -hmm. the software didn't properly account for the fact the possibility of the pedestrian in that particular zone where the car was 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 operating and uh, it was clearly a software issue that should have been never been deployed and yet they were they were not held liable Mm.
2: okay yeah it kind of reminds well it I think about your your video game analogy, um, which is in many cases, video games are rushed out many, many years before they're supposed to be, yeah, and because they're not ready and I think about if you release a car with a certain type of self-driving program, yeah years and years and years before it's supposed to, but they release it anyway because they need the money, yeah, I can already think of some serious legal issues that could come up from that, and that's not just like, oh, the game doesn't work. Whoops, it's like, oh, that killed a pedestrian and then
0: yeah.
1: flew off the road and killed the driver.
2: Well someone's
0: gonna get really rich if that happens. That's just the bottom that line. That is now. true. That is
2: true.
1: Yeah they, yeah, they draw the connection between the idea that well human drivers make mistakes as right, well. Right. Mm-hmm. So who cares if the mm-hmm. if the system doesn't work, as long as it's like less buggy than humans, then maybe that's a that's a net advantage even if some people die and society has to work out um, how, how how well they're gonna accept that excuse. Now
0: yeah. that's kind of an interesting thought because so you say it's artificial intelligence, and we don't really know how it works. It kind of goes and it does its own thing. Yeah. And so could you, I, I suppose, like argue, in a so I guess many times in like suits, it would become like a manslaughter charge because if someone just like wasn't paying attention when they were driving and like someone jumped out from behind a parked car or something like that. Since AI works in that way where it's like, would you call it like a neural network kind of thing?
1: Yeah, neural network's part of it, yeah.
0: So if someone were to, to work in, in that way, could you see them treating accidents that are like at the fault of AI like differently from simply just sort of like malfunction in the technology? Like, could you say like we like this specific car like made a mistake? It is not the fault of like self-driving cars everywhere. It was this specific car.
1: Yeah. As, as, as things like robotic care assistance uh, in nursing homes become more and more prevalent, there's this danger that we'll forget that we're interacting with a machine, mm-hmm. and start thinking that it's it's another person, right? And start saying holding the vehicle itself responsible <laughs> as opposed to the people. We'll them into it. the witness
0: stand. Mm-hmm. You know, they got the car in there.
1: <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of dangers in AI and people trusting it to make decisions, say in courtrooms um, or for for, uh, for for deciding who gets loans at, at the right. bank and whatnot. And then if we get to a point where we don't question it we say oh well I'm sorry you have to go to jail for five years for jaywalking because that's simply what the machine said right and we, we don't really understand the, what's going on behind there and we don't give responsibility to a person mm-hmm. um, as opposed to the machine um, we're, we're in for terrible times and that goes even beyond what I'd call interesting that, that right. starts getting to, <laughs> to, to dystopia mm-hmm.
3: right
0: and I think touching on that, there's that movie, and I think at the end of it, it turns out it's an alien. It's, it's not a computer. The Minority Report movie with Tom Cruise where they have this system, and they're like the future police. So there's a, there's a system that will tell them, like, so-and-so is going to commit a crime in sure, 24. Sure, yeah. and, so and you go they just out, trust it. Exactly, and then they go out and, like, arrest them before. And, like, how close do you think we are to something like that? Like, not even being implemented, but just are we capable of building such a system today?
1: No, uh, but we're getting there. And we're capable of deploying systems that at least um, pretend to try to do that. So it depends on if people start to, to believe it or not. There was an old Star Trek episode where there was a computer that just decided who on two warring kingdoms would die right, right um instead of them actually conducting the war yes they would just send some people to die and everyone just trusted the machine so this this, this idea goes back a ways in science fiction and uh science fiction is some of the most predictive literature that we <laughs> have and uh it's 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 a real issue um that we could think about um if we didn't have tiktok <laughs> instead we get distracted and, and can't see past that
0: yep so, do
1: you think if AI have
0: some sort of self-preservation built into them? Because I suppose that they, I guess we can't control whether or not they do,
1: can we? Uh, we can, we can give it that goal. Yeah, we could, we could, we could put that in there. Sure.
0: So, so let's say that you had an AI that was trying. You know, let's say we had it in charge of the power gear, like it was directing the power or whatever, and then it somehow kind of leaked its way into the internet, and it was finding, <laughs> you know tweets or whatever from people who were like questioning whether or not we should have the AI kind of in charge of the power grid or in charge of X. Do you think that there could be a time when the, the AI would see these things and just start like burying it in the algorithm or pushing other things to try to keep its existence, like, you know, to preserve it or keep it hidden?
1: Uh, That's, that's certainly possible. The more that these larger systems are connected, uh, absolutely. If you have the same uh, set of computations running the power grid and running uh, the, the, the Twitter, the social media places, uh, and then running your cars, they could shut right. down your car they don't like your tweet. They could, they could run you, <laughs> run <laughs> you into you a ditch somewhere. Literally yeah. cancel. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, one question that I think about is what level of technological development is required to maintain us at this, okay. at, at this level? I mean, this requires a lot of potentially satellite communications. Mm-hmm. Maybe we won't have satellites in a couple of years. I don't know. Um, and, uh, even just, uh, like from, from one tower to another uh, trust field communication, um, it could be the case that the, the wide-ranging Skynet-type future um, is not going to be possible because we won't have that kind of communication going. But certainly on a local level, it's, it's not going anywhere.
0: So are you, so are you implying that uh, like some sort of regression in like telecommunications?
1: Uh, yes, as a result in a progression in, say, warfighting ability. Okay. When, once there's combat in space um right and it right. becomes harder to rely on gps or something mm. um there'll be a need to be a whole new set of technologies developed on on the world and so we may not have a worldwide internet or a worldwide mm-hmm. ability to to control like this but it can still be uh, effective locally interesting hmm.
0: what is your uh so now we're getting into the interesting stuff here i guess so, yeah it's <laughs> so like what is your uh your your prediction or maybe maybe not even like a prediction is the right word, but when you're sitting and you're musing about how far this regression could go, like, realistically, you think, you know, people are always wondering, oh, you know, China, America, are they, are they going to go to war? And when we sit down and think, you know, how far back is that going to set us, depending on, you know, I say, like, barring, you know, total nuclear annihilation, how, what is, you know, a good, you know, what, what do you think about for how far we can get knocked back?
1: Um, as long as we keep electricity, we can keep going pretty, pretty well. I mean, all these machines require electricity to right. keep running. So if... If that goes out, then we're in trouble. Well, maybe we're better off. I don't know. (laughs) Uh, But Skynet Skynet needs that uh, to to go, um, at least until we get the chemical and biological computers going, which we haven't yet. Uh, But it's more the communication technology. How how can you have uh, a a a cluster of computers communicating across a city or across a continent? Mm -hmm. Um, If if that gets disrupted, then, then again, we're, we're... potentially safer or less interesting, uh, depending on your point of view, but yeah. the AI will have a have a lesser range on it. Interesting stuff. Hmm. We're also getting to the point where AI is becoming uh, just built into hardware. So okay. the, the computer chips are all having these AI circuits in them. So to that extent, the connectivity becomes less important, because uh, as long as you're powering your wearable AI device or something, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to be locked in and and using it either in an augmented reality sense, or maybe in some sort of local communication. Holy cow! Yeah, we could have done this on the on, in the metaverse. <laughs> oh, oh! Don't get me cu- started. Instead on the of coming over yeah, here, we just not... all all meet in a in a in a virtual room. Um, and well,
0: yeah. Well, what are your thoughts on the metaverse? Because I I have strong opinions about <laughs> about the metaverse. Oh,
1: you must realize how awesome it is, right? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just how absolutely amazing it is. Yeah, to, I, I, to I love Jeff Zuckerberg, whatever, whatever his name is. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> he's uh he's something else. I don't know if he's human. I I I'm still on the fence about that. Yeah. Have you seen the those videos of him drinking water at that Senate hearing? It's like, a little sussy,
1: the yeah. lizard man. Oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Elon Musk Twitter hearings where he'll just oh turn it gosh. into performance art. Yeah.
0: Okay. okay, that's gonna be crazy though. Like could you imagine if he gets like they're gonna drag him out probably in front of the securities and exchange commission and be like, why did you buy Twitter? And he's gonna be like, I don't know. I'm yeah. just bored. I shot fun. a car into right. space.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. What kind of answer do you expect right. me to give? Exactly. Yeah. It's like it's like have you not been watching have you not been like reading yeah, my this Twitter? Is, this is yeah. Exactly. This is how I work. <laughs> it's like I'm just digging a giant tunnel in Los Angeles for the heck of it. You know yeah. I, I
2: got bored one week designed my own flamethrower and then sold it on right. my website. Yeah, sold a hundred of them. Right. Exactly,
3: yeah. just for fun.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you're a little out of touch there, yeah. you know, Mr. <laughs> Chairman. We were actually talking a couple of weeks ago about some legal scholars were discussing whether or not you could be held legally liable for stuff you do in the metaverse. Because it's, the idea I guess is that it's an extension of you. Right. And instead of, you know, I, if I was like playing a video game or something like an online game where it's like, you know, it's not really me like, doing these things but I guess in the metaverse the idea is that it's me virtually in another space.
1: Well, if what you would do would impact, say, someone else's avatar or someone else's holdings in the metaverse, mm-hmm. um, then, then perhaps in a, in a video game, you could potentially destroy some sort of digital item that someone has, uh, and then they don't have it anymore. Uh, and there's a discussion this gets into digital currency and digital right. assets to yeah. what mm-hmm. extent do those exist to what extent are those protected under law uh, so if you're in the metaverse there's already an economy building with like buying clothes in the metaverse yeah, so yeah. you yeah. Can look good at your virtual meetings right. inside there so you could then like like spray tomato juice on someone's <laughs> nice white shirt <laughs> yeah. they something on. and could you be liable then if you ruin the item that, right. that, that it, needs to be worked out
0: but, but, but that can't be allowed unless they want it to be allowed like I couldn't do like a meta hold up like I couldn't walk into the metaverse yeah, bank I was all about your that. Money yeah. un- unless it's like built into the game, right?
1: Right. It seems like that would have to be there.
0: So, I doesn't that make the whole argument like null then? Like whether, like, why code in the ability for me to ruin your day in the metaverse, <laughs> un- like unless you were going to allow it to happen?
1: Right. I, I don't know that it has been coded in. And so yeah. Right. As far as Sometimes I know. Sometimes these legal scholars will talk about AI, and they, they they're just they're they're not talking about anything that's actually <laughs> in the world. So like I
0: watched a movie the other day, and I was thinking. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, Okay. This is really, I think the next 20 years, like, assuming that we keep on this upward trajectory, you know.
1: Yeah. Legal ethicists often talk about, uh, like, does a car make a decision? Should it decide to run over the the, the old woman or the 10 school children or something? Right, right. Yeah. And that's just not how the thing is programmed. It's never making that decision. It's not like there's an if statement somewhere mm -hmm. that says, do I do this (laughs) or that? Yeah. If there Uh, are
0: five children or one fat person on it.
1: Oh, gee, what should we? but it's not doing that. We don't even know how it's working. We don't know if it's even going to tell if there are children there, if it even has Mm -hmm. the the ability to to recognize that or or make those. So when the legal scholars talk (laughs) in that way, they're talking about some fantasy world. Oh my gosh. Things work in some other way. So yeah, their, their discussion of the metaverse I imagine would go along similar lines. Okay, this is...
2: The only thing that's concerning is if it gives the option between hitting the old lady and the five school kids and it manages
1: to hit both. Yeah, or just drifting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then they, then, that then the, the becomes a status symbol among the cars. Right. So <laughs> how well it can swerve and <laughs> take yeah, out right. as many people. Hey, look, I've, and then they start teaching each other, as Bro, you oh, mentioned. Oh, but, that's it goes. And then all of L.A. is just wash of oh, oh, spinning oh vehicles. <laughs> it's
3: a bunch of Teslas flying into yeah, cafes yeah. and just <laughs> drifting. Right, yeah.
0: Could you have like conceivably do, like two Teslas, you know, they, you know, you got a couple of teenagers and you'll get a new Tesla. And it's like, you know, I'm going to take my girl out to go see the new fast and furious and the car is there and they're watching. And then you could have like conceivably Tesla street racing. Oh, could they you- would get
1: inspired by the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That would be, that would be great if they had the right sensors to what's yeah, right. happening in the movie.
0: So I'm just imagining like a world where we have cars just, you know, the car just, you know, one day it's like, you know what, I'm, I'm going to go down to the, to the runway and have myself drag race
1: uh yeah or they could talk to you there's this uh, gpt3 technology out there uh and there's video generation technology where you can just like type in a text like raccoon riding a bicycle and it'll just draw a picture of that what for you. yeah 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 we got yeah. ai that can do that yeah, yeah, imagine putting nuts. that inside the car and now you have a real night rider yeah where yeah, you can okay. talk to your car and it can <laughs> learn from experience and talk back to you and
0: i don't know i don't want
3: my car here because i want to hear, run this guy over you. i'm gonna get you off the road <laughs>
1: Yeah, the car's like okay, uh, well well have you,
3: have you seen the uh, the Batman the play they no. have the, so they they have these networks run through like all of these different plays and then all of the Batman movies and then they just make Batman the play it's it's not great but it's it's uh, it's really interesting and they're actually uh, developing much better ways to do this I just saw a video recently about an AI that can finish your sentences or your paragraphs, even like exactly how you would want them to. What? You know, they can write those greeting cards. You know, you can yeah. just say high school graduation, and then it'll just it'll read all of the uh-huh. all yeah. of the things, and then just write you graduation cards. Okay, we need to stop right have now. You, cause you, I'm gonna be out seen of a job. Your, uh, the yeah.
2: obituaries, the AI yes, generated I have. obituaries. I've seen those. Those are amazing because yeah. the AI is like it's a little bit janky. Yeah. So it, it doesn't quite
3: make, sense. like the sentences don't make a lot of sense. Yeah but a little bit of proofreading, and then I don't have to ever write another paper for this college again. This is not good. Like, okay, so
0: <laughs> I, you know, my, my goal in life, I want to be a comedy writer, I guess, is, is one of the, the goals I have in life. And if they make an AI that can write jokes, I'm done. That's
1: not good. <laughs> well, they've started with technical memos, which... And some quarters are jokes, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> but te- technical writers uh, are liking this because you can just kind of write, hey, I want to write about this thing. And okay. It generates something that, that, as Josh said, with a little bit of editing, you can wow. go all the way with.
0: So do you think there's going to come a point where we are going to code people out of a job?
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, th- the types of jobs there are change with technology all the time. Yeah, okay. in, the, in the late 1800s, most jobs were in agriculture, and mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. 1% or fewer jobs are in agriculture. Right. And so now we have logistics, managing consultants, and all sorts of signs of an advanced economy, which means you can't explain to someone what it is that you do. Um, <laughs> and a lot of that I sent is emails all day. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's yeah. because of the, this, it's this really hard sort of, um, yeah, technology. The hope is, I suppose, that it would either free people up to do more interesting work or right. it would uh, create yet another set of new types of jobs to do. Mm-hmm.
0: Interesting. Yeah. So <clears throat> uh, I know there are a lot of people, and it's kind of contentious, talking about like automation and things. like They're, they're going to totally destroy uh, the American economy. Do you think that that is the case, or do you have more of an optimistic view where you think that it's just going to open up more avenues for work for people?
1: Uh, well, I actually have a master's degree in economics, oh. which oh. means I Whoa. know way less about economics than I did before I started the <laughs> degree. Yeah. Uh, and uh, what I think about automation is that, like, if, if you go back to the early 1900s when the assembly line started taking over and right. putting artisans out of business, they had to pay those people more to work on the assembly line than they were making as, as, mm. a, as a Wainwright or whatever. Okay. Mm. Because you go from a really fulfilling job where you can see your product out there helping everyone in your community to now something the opposite of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then once that generation goes away, everyone gets accustomed to this sort of work. And then the next level automation frees you maybe from that level of automation, mm-hmm. but we can forget about where it all started. Yeah. Uh, and so a real uh, honest look at our re- relationship to technology is important, I think, for human flourishing.
3: Okay.
0: I. I'm just very shocked by this idea that in, like, 50 years, we're going to be, like, the boomer generation. We're like, you, shoddy, I remember I had to write my own emails. You <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, ab- absolutely. Yeah. The things I teach in the introductory programming course, I mean, maybe in, in 20 years, it's, it's completely different. Yeah. You just talk to your computer and can do everything that that right. course does at this point. Yeah. Um, so wow. it's, it's in flux.
2: Mm-hmm. That'd be amazing if you had your own like email secretary that yeah. knew how you thought, so it could it could if someone sent you an email, it could read the questions and then think about the track record of how you usually answer the questions yeah. and then write an uh, automated response that's for exactly you and what send would that email. Too. Yeah, that'd be really crazy just yeah. to think We're of. We're
1: getting close to that with the the text suggestions. Yeah, that's the, right. The, the, the Outlook and and Gmail have oh my gosh. Yeah, there's automated receptionists that you can hire, and people can call and they can have an actual semi conversation. I hate those things. Try to figure out what time you can make the appointment. Mm.
0: I, I I hate working with those things. It's always like a pause. You know, it's like yeah. Can I do yeah. like six forty five? And it's like okay six forty five. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very annoying. Okay, so I guess uh, this has been a very interesting conversation. Mm -hmm. I've learned more than I ever wanted to know. I'm more scared. I'm going to go home and unplug my router and my toaster and everything.
2: Put a little scotch tape over your front-facing camera. Okay,
0: honestly, look, y'all may think that that's crazy to do that, but there's a photo of Mark Zuckerberg in his office, and uh, he has tape over his laptop camera. So he would know, I would say. Yep. He just forgot to cover the other camera that took the picture (laughs) (laughs) of him. That's true. (laughs) <laughs> but, uh, okay, so I guess to, to finish it off, what are you the most optimistic about with the development of AI and other technology, and what do you think, what are you most pessimistic about?
1: Well, on the pessimism side, I, it, could, it could strangle people more and get people more tied into the, the opposite of human flourishing, mm-hmm. either through the type of technology that uh, harvests attention rather than actual human dignity, um, on the positive side, um, if, we, if we can get over that <laughs> hurdle, uh, there's a lot of wonderful creative things that this technology can, can enable, different types of, uh, of art we can cure diseases we can uh, make life uh, a lot better and we can explore space uh, in, a, in a car pulled by a rocket ship <laughs> uh, or in other types of things as well yeah. so there, there's there's a whole lot of creativity that goes into into what what some of these these algorithms can produce and if we can lock into that side of it and not the other side we're, we're good to go
0: all right well just don't screw it up that simple yep. I guess yeah don't be bad yep. all right so this is it you've been listening to the last episode of the semester of The Loft on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM please remember us like six months from now when we come back after the summer uh, and uh, I will let my favorite AI uh, sign it off for this season
3: hasta la vista baby